Welcome to Wellness and Weight Loss for Busy Moms. I'm your host, Tracy Baird. Whether you're an expectant mom or an empty nester, a foster or adoptive mom, a stay-at-home mom who rarely stays at home, a working or entrepreneurial mom, or even a mom who's been promoted to grandma, you're in the right place. Moms, let's link our virtual arms together as we strive to make progress on our family's unique wellness journey. Let's get started. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the podcast. I am here with Cammie again. Hey, guys. And we are in our third episode talking about our goals and reflecting back over the year as we set monthly goals, sort of January through August. And we've already talked about our nutrition goals, our fitness goals, and just a handful of our goals were about sort of personal development and relationships. We were sort of expanding from sort of the more obvious wellness type, weight loss, fitness type um, topics. And we were sort of broadening it up to more, hmm, what shall I call it, Cami? <laughs> I think overall wellness, like mental and spiritual, maybe wellness or relational wellness. Yes. Ex- thank you. I was like at a loss for a moment there. So I'm going to tell you guys what we made our goals about. And then Cami and I will just sort of reflect over did these help us? Which one was anything significant or just what did we learn? Right. So Cammie's goals in the area of personal development and relationships, she made a goal to reach out to four people. Actually, I just asked you this, Cammie. <laughs> was your goal to reach out to four people per month, would you say? I had a couple of people in mind that I wanted to reach out to once a month. So yes, I think it was four people per month. Okay. Yes. Sorry, on my notes, I just wrote four times per month. You had specified like with a card, a text, or to call them. Right. And then your other one was to complete a life purpose statement, which you had started. And I guess you wanted to sort of reflect and polish that up. Yes. And then mine were to journal two or more minutes per day, Monday through Friday. I was going with another tiny goal trying to, I really wanted to maybe journal more, but I was making the goal tiny. And then my other one was to connect with 10 or more people per month. And my strategy was on the day of their birthday. So like if their birthday was May the 20th and then this month in December, I'd contact them on December 20th. And so just to put that sort of put that on my calendar and reach out to people mainly by text, but also I could call them or email, whatever. So why don't you go first this time? Okay, cool. Well, so I... Actually, so I've been going to therapy for about a year or maybe more. And the journaling, I think it was really helpful because basically I was thinking I I go to see someone in person where it takes me like an hour round trip to drive there and we talk for an hour and I'm paying a lot of money for this. But actually, I felt like the journaling sort of had, I bring up the therapy to say that the journaling had sort of equivalent value. So I thought it was really worthwhile and I would encourage, you know, anyone who, who maybe doesn't have a journaling habit, but might consider it. I mean, it's such a low entry cost. All you need is like a piece of paper. Right. (laughs) Or you could, you know, obviously you could do a different modalities, but um, just sort of taking that time to say like, what do I really want? Or what are my goals? Sometimes I did some prayer journaling where it would be like as if I was praying, but I was writing it. I particularly like that. I'm not a very self-reflective person, 
so the bad news about this goal is that it did not stick. Mm-hmm. Right now, I am not journaling daily. Mm-hmm. So I do think, you know, I need to put this back on my sort of goals list <laughs> because I thought it was really beneficial. And yet somehow it shook off and just fell off my, you know, daily routines. But I think it can just shoehorn back in. And I actually think it would be really beneficial. And I'm planning on not doing the therapy as much, at least in 2023. So maybe this could be a good way to like sort of keep in touch with my feelings and actually realize what if I do need more help. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask some questions about the whole like not journaling after you found out how beneficial it was? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I just am curious because I think that what was the major obstacle from you doing it again? knowing that it was good for you. Right. I just think truly, truly, I think it's forgetting. Like, okay. I'm thinking of when I say that I'm, I'm thinking about Katie Milkman's book, how to change. Right. I've referenced a few times and it's a really good book, which I would recommend. Also her right. podcast. She has a podcast called, I think it's called choiceology. Okay. She recommends creating a checklist. Right. To, to help prevent forgetting. Right. And so I had for a while there, a checklist and it was in an app and the app became retired the app oh. and actually the app emailed me to their credit they emailed me numerous times saying if you want your data if you want your lists and whatever you have in this app there is a way to to preserve it right but unfortunately those emails were going to my work email where i quit my job oh no <laughs> so i didn't Anyway, I lost my checklist. Okay. So essentially it's, it was super beneficial. And then there's really no reason, especially with my tiny habit of doing it for only two or more minutes, there's no reason not to do it. It, Anyone can fit that in, obviously including myself. So I need to just really redo my checklist. And I think I would have more productivity overall, including, you know, in all areas (laughs) that the checklist used to help me remember. So yeah, that's interesting that it was really because you just forgot because I think that I'm a big journaler. I love to journal and it's really how I process the world around me. And sometimes I journal a little and sometimes I journal a lot, but I think I had a hard time developing the habit of journaling because it, I felt like it took a lot out of me to journal. Like it felt like it took a degree of intentionality that lots of times in my life, I just didn't want to sit still and think deeply that the journaling required. So I can see in your future, Tracy, a list, a checklist being made for 2023. What do you think? I think so. And I also think I like stationary, like notebooks that are pretty, pens that are nice. I bet you I could, you know, sort of do another type reminder where just say, I, I mean, I always have my computer, which I access every day. If I just put a nice, pretty journal or, you know, even an ugly one, but a pretty one would be even better. On top of my laptop, (laughs) perhaps I could have sort of a personal rule that I don't get to open my laptop till I do the journaling. So yeah, that's just sort of another idea. Yeah. I love that. I do. I do journaling in my growth journals that I love. I know you that. I will drop. I still have that. I should just buy one of those. Is that going to, would that be good for me? Yes. 
It's the best. I love it because it, and, and I didn't put these as any of my goals because I'm just, am doing it. So I never would have bought a growth journal. I've talked about this before, but I'm gonna say it again. I never would have bought a growth journal. Somebody gave it to me that I was afraid to use it. Cause I didn't want to mess it up or do it wrong. Cause you know, like right. as if there's some <laughs> like journal Nazi that's going to come and tell me you journaled wrong. Like, right. I don't think that's going to happen, but a dear girl gave it to me. And at the front, it has a place to put your goals and each month you write down your goals for the next month. What you, First, you do a review of what happened well this month, what didn't happen well, and then you kind of set your heart on the next month. And, and for me, I use it as partly a spiritual journal. So there's a place that I write my prayer for the next month, but it doesn't have to be a prayer. It could just be your own thoughts and ideas or it could be a prayer. So, but there's a place to check off like goals of like reading your Bible and going over your monthly goals and your yearly goals. And that's where I wrote my life statement in it and kind of the woman that I want to be. And that's something that I review regularly because it's in my growth journal. Well, I will drop the growth journal link that you sent me into the show notes so that anyone who's listening and wants to check out what Cammie's recommending can check it out in the show notes. Yes. So why don't we actually switch back to you and sort of ping pong this this episode and talk about, you just mentioned your life purpose statement. Yes. So I know you had been working on it before you made the goal. So would you say that you met your goal or, I mean, I bet you a life purpose statement probably could be evolving over time repeatedly, but tell us what you learned or did any, anything good come of that? Yeah. So I do agree with you. I think your life statement is probably evolving. You want it to be targeted enough that it makes sense, but broad enough that it kind of grows with you and changes with you. And I think one of the things that that whole process helped me do was kind of come up with what are my values. And I have those written in the front of my growth journal. So I'm regularly coming back to what my values are. And then I come back to, I have a statement of, I want to, the woman I want to be. And I kind of have like, I, I believe in every person's redemption story, or I believe that I want people to feel safe with me and I want to be authentic, like kind of taking those values and putting them into a life statement. So I do think it's ever evolving, but it's also something that I think reminds me of the woman I want to be. And because I think it's so easy to think of the woman you're not. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I I mean, I love the ones that you mentioned. That is amazing. And I, I think having a life purpose statement and having thought about your purpose helps you make decisions. Like if you had a purpose statement and then you're like, oh, well, some especially bigger decisions, you know, should we move? Should we, you know, <laughs> what should we do? Right. <laughs> I was kind of pondering whether I should go to work full time. And part of that came back to what are my priorities and what are my values, my personal values. And then that, how, is, how does that fit into my life statement? So my life purpose statement. So I, I think all those are very interconnected. And I do think that it's really helpful to kind of know who you are. You know, I'm 50 years old and I think I almost know who I am, which yeah. is good. It just took me a little while. I just wish 20, I wish I could go back and talk to my 20 year old self and go, these are some things that would help you in the next 20 years if yeah. you would do them now. Exactly. I wish that too. <laughs> After our conversation about it back whatever month you made that goal, I remember sort of reflecting on that I had at least ch- I don't have a life purpose statement put together in in a, you know, fu- in its fullness, but I had read a book by Brené Brown and in it she had given us a list of 
possible life values. And she encouraged us to pick two, which mm-hmm. was really hard. She said mm-hmm. that most people, it was like a list of about 100 values. And she said that most people, you would just circle ones that were appealing to you. She said most people would circle about 20. And I, I think I circled 41. So I was like loving, yeah. you know, a lot of values. But my two that I landed on were my faith and making a difference. Mm-hmm. And so actually it helped me to reframe my kids are starting to launch out of my home. Right. So last year and the year before, well, so three of them were, as of this summer, things changed. But prior to this summer, three of them were like, not in my home, but not, but like local enough that I could see them, but it would be right. sort of, it would sort of be an effort. Like, <laughs> you know, right. to go see them would take time. So just say I wanted to go have lunch with them. It might take like three hours. I was feeling like I'm, I don't want to, like my kids might listen to this. I, I, I don't want them to make a wrong inference, but I would feel right. like I wasted time. Like I'd feel like when I got home, I'd be like, oh, I got nothing done today would be sort of my, my. Right. Because you're giving three hours to do it. It's the travel time because you live in the Atlanta area. It was the travel time time. with them. Yeah, it's travel time. After we talked about this on the podcast and I was thinking about it again, I was like, actually, this is my top priority. Like, right. Making a difference, like letting my kids have secureness in our relationship and like launching them. You know, at these lunches, we sometimes did talk about, you know, like life skills or with one of my kids, we were doing like a spiritual study, um, like a Bible study type thing as we were meeting for lunch. And I just feel like I sort of loved that my mindset shifted after we talked where I would say to myself, I didn't waste my time. I actually spent my time on my top priority. So Right. Yeah. It just took three hours. It was an hour (laughs) with that child. But two hours of driving there and back, which that part was great prayer time, I bet. Um, Yeah. yeah. Truly great podcast listening time. (laughs) Right, right, right. No, I love that. I think that's really great. I do think I totally agree with you. I think that knowing and coming back to your priorities means that you're living intentionally. And I think that's been an underlying theme of wellness and weight loss throughout the podcast is this intentionality of, are you living your best life? Are you living the life you want to be living? And so often I think we live in reaction to the world around us and we don't live with that intentionality. And so I love that. I think that was beautiful to have that priority shift. That makes me really happy. Yeah. And now that they're not living locally, you're even gladder that you did it. I bet. I know. I know. And it makes me also just think about my resources. And, you know, they do live, both of them that have moved out of state, they live a significant, dif- you know, distance away that the closer one is about 500 miles away. So, uh, yeah. but I want to, I mean, this is sort of new, but I've, I've got, I've flown on a plane and visited one of them since they left. And I kind of want to plan that out and have something, you know, where we're seeing each other in person regularly, be it here, right. there, and sort of, I haven't really w- figured out how to be a mom of, you know, young adults yet, but I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. You know, you bring the baby home and you're like, this is a huge life change. I don't even know how to think about this other person all the time. And then you bring more home and then they kind of consume your life. In a good way, but like in a thought way, you can't really 
do anything without thinking of what you're doing's impact on them. And so then when that changes and you have to give them wings and you can't be thinking for them anymore, it is a huge transition mm-hmm. that I think I've found way harder. I was talking to a friend of mine this week and I was saying, you know, I think it was so much easier when I could put them in their crib. It didn't seem it at the time, but now yeah. I look back and I go, gosh, you know, the tantrum was easy to endure compared to the life choices, good or bad, that my kids are making now as adults. <laughs> I did read a book. I did read a book that I want to recommend to the listeners. It's called Something Like, it's it's about parenting adult children, and it's called mm-hmm. Something Like, Keep Your Mouth Shut and the Welcome Mat Out. <laughs> yes, yes, that's been recommended to me, and I read it too. I think I could do a book group with that. It's very convicting. Yeah. I kind of was thinking about aspiring to like, I mean, I, I actually went to a grandparenting seminar at, a, I was at a, it was a family camp out in California. Mm-hmm. This was, this was a little while back, but I don't have grandchildren, but I went to this grandparenting seminar because I was like, I need to gather information before I need it. Hey, it's Tracy. I'm cutting in and interrupting myself because I really want to connect with you. You can find me at Tracy Baird Wellness on Facebook. Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And you can always find my latest free resource on my website, tracybairdwellness.com. Now, back to the show. And I, I love was- that about you. <laughs> I love that that's your take on it. Like, I'm going <laughs> to gather this information. I'm probably a few years out, but yeah. I want to know. Yeah. I kind of, I was like, I'm sort of a little bit in a grandparent type role to one of my past children that I cared for through foster care. Right. And, you know, I'm the age of his grandparents. And so I sort of was thinking a little bit about him while I was in this seminar. Yeah, I was thinking, I I don't know if there are very many good books written about like being a good grandparent, but I thought I might start interviewing people. <laughs> oh, I love that. I totally want to hear that. Yeah. Well, the second, the second goal for each of us, we each just only had two goals in this area, but I think they're pretty related. So maybe we could kind of talk about them together. Sure. So we, we were, it was, had to do with reaching out to people and making connections. So you had said, um, reach out to four, pe- four times per month. And I had said to connect with 10 people over the course of the month. So how did that go for you? Did you actually do it? Well, yes and no. I, I have this love-hate relationship with goals. I've talked about this before. So one of the goals I didn't say on the podcast, but was a goal for me personally, I've moved to a new city. And so building relationships and having community has grown very slowly. And I did make a personal goal at the beginning of this year to meet with three women a week, either for lunch or coffee or something like that. And I did that. It was very interesting how it naturally just kind of would happen. And so that I was successful at. The four times a month, specifically when I made that goal on the podcast, I was thinking of four people that are hard for me to connect with. For various reasons. And I haven't connected with those people regularly, those specific people. I've connected with other people. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, like I do think at the season of life that we're in, there are lots of relationships and you have to decide where you're going to invest your time and energy and even emotionally engage with people. And I have some of some relationships in my life that are very draining. Mm -hmm. And those were four people that I was wanting to reach out to because to reach out to them is a bit draining. And I, I have since kind of pivoted and Mm -hmm. I don't know 
I don't know that I'm going to make goals about connecting with them because I'm beginning to think that not that you shouldn't love people who are draining, but if those people aren't raising their hand and asking to be loved, maybe that is not as fruitful for your time and energy to pursue. So that's, I don't know. That's kind of my thought on that. Yeah. I was recently reading something about like, go with the willing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Go with the willing. If in, as far as like friendships and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, there's this line in Dear Evan Hansen, which is a musical that was on Broadway and then they had a movie. And there's this line in it where this guy who's very wounded, he has mental health issues. He falls in love with a girl. And I won't tell you the storyline, but the bottom line, they had this line in the movie where she's like, you don't have to ask me to love you or you don't have to convince me to love you. And I think if I look at my life, there's different people in my life that I've tried to convince them to love me. Mm -hmm. And I think as I'm getting older, I'm finding that I have enough people who already love me that I don't need to continually pour myself out to try to get people to love me who aren't loving me. I agree. I think think you're onto something. There's something healthier about that. So. The goal was had a good idea, but I don't think necessarily I really, going back to my priorities and my values, that that specific goal was one that I decided I really wanted to fulfill. Got it. Yeah, my goal, I love this goal. (laughs) Sometimes I get frustrated with the, because I usually text people. And what I do is I sort of say like, happy fifth of the month. Like it's, (laughs) it's the fifth of December or something like that. Yeah. And then I say, like, here's an update and some pictures from me. And then I actually, in my camera roll on my phone, I sort of favorite, you know, photos throughout the month. I do this sort of intentionally when I'm texting people. And I so basically, since I do it once a month, I'm, I'm texting them like a month of my highlight re- reel. <laughs> I love that. And I sometimes, you know, I say things like, you know, Becca went to homecoming, you know. Right. <laughs> I went to Raleigh with my graduate school friends, things like that. And then I send a couple pictures. So I actually, I love this habit. Sometimes it might take, you know, 10 minutes. In my mind, it should take like one minute, but it might take 10 minutes for me to like, I could, I could always do it abbreviated, but somehow I I always want to go the full, you know, in recap, but I feel like it's bearing fruit over time. And I think we were talking about this off mic, like last week or the week before, whenever we last talked, And I was realizing it suddenly came to me. I went on two girls trips with friends of mine from 30 and from like 25 years ago. And I think that those trips and, you know, the fun times we had together and more like fun life experiences to share were essentially because I had reignited regular contact with these friends. And so these sort of next steps where we got together flowed naturally out of me reaching out to them once a month. So I feel like not only did I get to like update them by text, it actually sort of unfolded where I got to see them in person, which was really awesome. I love that. Well, I've enjoyed setting the goals with you. And I think I was thinking we were going to be done with that and that this podcast was like our final, you know, conclusion of our goal setting experiment. But I think as we've gone through these three like reflective episodes, I saw the value in setting the goals and the value in having accountability. Yes. 
And I'm thinking we maybe we should like, you know, I think there is value in it. Yes, I do too. I've, I've really enjoyed it. And I feel like it has helped me to be more intentional in all of my life. Yeah, me too. So thank you for doing this with me, Cammie. I really appreciate it. Yes, it's been totally my joy. <laughs> well, in conclusion, as usual, I'm here because I care about you. I want you to live your best life and you are worth it. Thank you for joining me on Wellness and Weight Loss for Busy Moms. If your goals include fat loss or tuning up your fitness and nutrition, I'd love to have you on my next Faster Rate of Fat Loss group. These launch about once a month. You can find more information on this on my website, tracybairdwellness.com. Now hit subscribe and then make it a great day.